0: This hour of 630 Chad Heart Pledge Day is brought to you by First Truck Center Edmonton. To donate, please call 780-407-2200 or visit 630chad.com. Now, Ryan Jesperson on 630 Chad.
1: Thanks for joining us on what has become an annual tradition, 6.30 CHED Heart Pledge Day here, live from the Mazenkowski Heart Institute. Uh, let me paint a bit of a picture for you. This is going to be a special broadcast. You're going to hear from some very special guests, some powerful stories, I assure you. I Look straight ahead at the Rosano Transport Heart Wall. This beautiful glass wall that lines a long hallway here at the Mazenkowski Heart Institute. And there are red paper hearts posted up on the glass, some of it opaque, some of it clear, you can see the beautiful sunlight hitting the glass of the Mazenkowski just past it. And on these red paper hearts, the names of those who have donated today, of course, there are the huge red hearts that of our presenting sponsor, Durable Windows and Doors. There's a big red heart recognizing our sponsors at First Truck Center Edmonton and Scott Builders, and then a whole bunch of first names. These are the individuals that have already contributed to this important morning here. And of course, we'll be here throughout the day. I know that uh, the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News will also be live here at the Mazenkowski Heart Institute. If you'd like some information on exactly why we're here, where your donor dollars are going, you can check out heartpledgeday.ca. If you'd like to make a commitment to the Mazenkowski Institute, we encourage you to call 780-407-2200. The toll-free number, one 866 407 twenty two eleven. Now on this show you're used to I hope compelling conversation, interviews that can have an impact on what your opinion is on a certain matter. And sometimes when it comes to matters of health and health care, it's the personal stories that matter most. In just a moment one of my colleagues here at 630 Chad, is going to join me. You've heard the name Daniel Stillwell before, no doubt. He often anchors the news here on 630 Chad. He contributes to the broadcast at iNews 880 as well. Daniel's not just a colleague of mine, he's a friend as well. And a short time ago, last November, Daniel... And the Stillwell family experienced a loss of great magnitude. Daniel's going to share his story with us in just a moment. And I have no doubt it will have an impact on every member of our listening audience this morning. As a matter of fact, my colleague joining me at the table right now. Go ahead and pop those headphones on, Daniel. It's good to see you. Good morning to you.
2: You too. Good morning, Ryan.
1: We see each other. Our, our paths often cross in the hallways at Chorus Radio, and we've had uh, light, shallow, small talk.
2: Yeah, and, from time to time. At yeah. the
1: odd time. Uh, we kind of lock eyes. Uh, last November, I remember walking up to you, just shaking your hand and not quite knowing what to say. It's been a couple of months now since you lost your mom, Daniel
2: yeah yeah it's been a it's been a little while um and you know it's been a it's been a tough time but it's it's days like this where uh you know it really makes you think about the I guess the care that she got uh to to make her at least uh comfortable and happy at when she you know left us um the story starts about five years ago or so when my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer um it was October fall of 2010 and uh you know, breast cancer is hard. It was a rough time for my mom. She was pretty worn, uh, stressed. Um, by the spring, she was, you know, reaching the end of her treatments. But it was around that time that, you know, she started having a bad reaction to uh, the chemotherapy drug, and that uh, sort of damaged her heart. And that kind of led us to where we are today. Um, that was that summer. Summer of 2011 was the first time she came in the doors here at the Mazinkowski. And uh, from the time that she entered, from the time that you know we came and joined her, um, we've had nothing but amazing experiences with the staff here.
1: This has got to be—I mean, I mean—for for someone that, that uh, receives a diagnosis of breast cancer, obviously it, it would wallop you. It—I mean—that that word, uh, you know, cancer—I mean—is enough to take someone and just completely rattle their cage. But but your your mom's battling and she's doing everything she can to get out of the woods and then. Something as as unforeseen, uh, in many cases, something as unimaginable as a reaction to a chemotherapy drug all of
2: a sudden puts her right into another battle. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like the stress that that she endured, that our family went through through that whole cancer time was was terrible. But then to transition that into this these heart problems was was just the worst. It was a drop off a cliff. Um, So your family
1: walks into the Mazinkowski Institute knowing that that it has one of the best VAD
2: programs in Canada. This is the ventricular assist device. Had you heard of that before? No. And, you know, this is, it was mentioned a few times through my mom seeking treatment here at the hospital. And I mean, this, uh, the story with the VAD, I guess, starts a couple of years after she first entered the Mazinkowski. I mean, we've always heard these words, the VAD or VAD, uh, and, you know, we, we never, actually wanted to go that route in the beginning. We, we didn't know much about it. I mean, it's 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 scary to think about it. The, the VAD is a, uh, basically it's a pump for your heart that's, you know, connected into your stomach and going into your body. And I mean, my mom was wearing one last year when she was speaking to Jay Lynn uh, during Pledge Day. And uh, it it's scary to think about, but that device, when she needed it, boosted her in in almost every way imaginable. I mean, she got it installed in in February of 2015, and and she had that until she passed away. But I I hadn't seen her with more life and energy in her in the last five years than that time with the VAD. I understand that your mom, Susan, established herself as a bit of a legend
1: around these parts, because it's unusual to have a VAD traveling all over the world, but your mom was a bit of a globetrotter, wasn't she?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, my parents were in the travel industry, so they were always, you know, off everywhere. And actually, they have a uh, had a business where they actually rented out equipment, oxygen equipment, wheelchairs, other types of medical equipment for people to go on vacations. So it's, it's really interesting that my mother had this device, yet... Lots of people stopped traveling, but she didn't. You know, she was going to Rome. She was going off to Florida, doing all of these trips with this device. And it seemed like she was kind of a poster child for the program, for her traveling around like that.
1: Mm. This is, I mean, to state the obvious, Daniel, you're you're familiar with these hallways. Uh, there are families walking past us right now. We see medical professionals, doctors and nurses, uh, no doubt patients that are, that are here for treatment. Nobody wants to be familiar with the Mazenkowski Institute. Nobody wants to know these hallways inside out. What's it like for you to return here?
2: It's uh, it's hard. It's really hard. I mean, we've spent months here. Uh, my mom was in the hospital for almost two months when she first came in. And it's, it's kind of eerie. And... I guess this is a place that I, I won't be coming back to too often, maybe places for days like this uh, where we can celebrate my mom and, I guess, Pledge Day as well. Um, but it is hard. Uh, you know, the staff are wonderful here, and, and so is the program and the Institute, but it it is a difficult place to uh, be at. But they... They do wonderful things here, so it can also be a very happy place.
1: Well, and I, I know you're here because this message is important to you.
2: No, oh, absolutely. But
1: why is it so important to you for, for people to hear not just the story of Susan Stillwell, but but the Stillwell family?
2: Well, I mean, although my mother went through a difficult time and uh, a difficult time, and her uh, her end fortunately isn't happy or unfortunately isn't happy, uh, it, it can be happy for other people. I mean this it it does do wonderful things and and just because you know uh, heart disease and and other problems with your heart can be so taboo um, they can help reverse some of those things here and and it's 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 well worth I guess taking the time and, and money to help them out mm-hmm. the
1: phone number that you can call if you're feeling impacted by Daniel's message by the story of Susan Stillwell, and, and even some of the stories you heard earlier this morning told to Bruce Bowie. You can dial 780-407-2200. You can also visit heartpledgeday.ca. 630 Chet is proud to support Heart Pledge Day. Were you able to observe any details about your mom's care? Was there anything in particular that when you think about it, when you go back in your memory that that really impacted you, that jumped out at you about the care that she was receiving here at the Madison Kowski.
2: Well, I mean, every time we came into the hospital, you always saw, as soon as my mom walked in, you always saw a smiling face. I mean, I don't know if it was just her connection with them or the staff. I like to think it was just the staff here at the hospital. But uh, they, they always greeted us with a smile and, you know, had, and nothing but pleasantries and, and good things to talk about. It was it was a good vibe and energy you got from this place.
1: Hmm. It's one of the obviously we know one of the the leading edge centers and it's a center that relies on Edmontonians and Albertans to support it isn't I mean it's interesting that, that sometimes when we have a personal experience we, we feel a bit more of a connection to a particular cause, yet at the same time, we know that throughout this day there will be people that have never been to the Masenkowski Institute, uh, some people that may never visit the Masenkowski Heart Institute, but I know that a lot of people will be making commitments today because of that factor. Hey, you just never know.
2: No, you don't. And I mean, with with heart disease and and everything to do with the heart, it's it's you know one of the most deadly things in the world. <laughs> it's you, you gotta you've got to take the time to to help these guys out. It's an
1: honor to have you talking here today. I wish that we weren't talking about this. Uh, (laughs) And I know that you wish that this wasn't the story that you were here to tell, but at the same time, it's a powerful one. You've shown a great deal of courage. And strength of character in, in sharing your story. And I have no doubt that it's going to impact those that are listening to Heart Pledge Day this morning on Ched. Daniel, thanks for talking to me. Thanks, Ryan. This is uh, 630 Ched's very own uh, Daniel Stilwell. Who's sitting beside you, by the way? I haven't even had a chance to say hi. Oh, this is my sister, Sarah. Sarah, how are you? Is it, does this microphone work? Is this microphone live? Sarah, you is it true? And by the way, I'm sorry to put you on the spot. That's okay. I know you're here offering your moral support. You actually work at the University Hospital Foundation? Is that correct?
3: Yeah, I work for the University Hospital Foundation.
1: This must be, a, uh, for several different reasons, a very meaningful day for you as well.
3: Oh yeah, it means a lot to me to get to work on this day for um, the months leading up to it. And it means a lot that Daniel came out to um, lend his support.
1: Well Your dad, Don, is just over there. Uh, or he's just right behind <laughs> us. Don, good to see you as well. The guy's smile is just about as as big as the reception desk we're sitting beside here. The Stillwell family, it's an honor to have you here today, and, and thanks for taking the time, Sarah. It's very nice to meet you. Daniel, we'll, we'll see you in the hallway.
2: Thanks a lot. Thank Ryan. you. That's
1: 630 Cheds. Daniel Stillwell. again, it's 630 Cheds Heart Pledge Day today, 780-407-2200, heartpledgeday.ca. When we come back, I'm going to catch up with Greg Convery. I've, I'm not, I don't know much about cardiomyopathy, I think I'm pronouncing it correctly, but Greg can let me know. Here's the deal. Uh, he was diagnosed with it when he was just 18 years of age. So if you're under the impression that the Mazenkowski is for those in, in the twilight years, uh, I think all of us are going to learn something when we return.
0: From the Mazenkowski Alberta Heart Institute, this is 630 Chad Heart Pledge Day. Proudly presented by Durabilt Windows and Doors. Call now. 780 407 2200 or visit 630ched.com.
1: Ryan Jesperson with you live from the Masenkowski Heart Institute. I'm taking a look at that heart wall ahead of us, these paper hearts that go up on the window every time one of you calls in to make a donation. And I can see Doreen and John and Graham, and Stella and Wilbert and Joyce, and Merlin and Doyle and Paula. And Noreen and Janae and Margaret and Allie, thank you for your donations. Again, 780 We're going to talk to Greg Convery in just a moment. Uh, as a matter of fact, I believe that we have him on the phone right now. Greg, are you there? Okay, we'll work on getting Greg Convery on the phone in, in just a moment. Uh, Greg was diagnosed with cardiomyopathy when he was just 18 years of age. We're going to get the details on the care that he received at the Mazenkowski Institute. We want to let you know 630 Ched's very proud to be a part of this day. Just last year, uh, support from Listeners like you allowed the Mazinkowski Institute to purchase portable life support equipment for patients who are so sick that they actually may not even make it to the Mazinkowski in time for life-saving care. So this is a, a multifaceted care provision here. You'll hear details through the morning, and I want to focus on this a little bit later on as well. I mean, you hear about the the helicopter pad that's here that's been set up in a way that they can have a patient from the chopper into uh, appropriate care whether it's the er or wherever they need them in in a matter of they've got it down to 26 seconds it's the type of place uh, obviously working in a field where every second counts uh, to say the very least and that's why it's so important for days like this where we can allow them to add more equipment to their arsenal whether it's uh, the leading-edge equipment when it comes to health care provision, whether it's training for the professionals that are here, the cardiac care team here at the Mazankowski Alberta Heart Institute provides life-saving care, get this, to more cardiac patients across a larger geographic area than any other heart institute in Canada to paint a picture of how important this is. We're hanging tight to talk to Greg Convery. Matthew, do we have Greg on the phone right now? It sounds like we're still waiting for Greg Convery. The web address, again, is heartpledgeday.ca. The number you can call, 780-407-2200. I don't know how familiar you are with the Mazenkowski Alberta Heart Institute. It took about $250 million to get this place built. Now, donors stepped up to the plate, recognizing the need for a facility like this and contributed $54 million to get shovels in the ground and to get this place up and running. That means that donors contributed uh, nearly one out of every $4 that it took to build this place. So if you've ever thought, you know, "Ah, I've only got $10, I've only got $20 to give. Can you imagine if every member of the listening audience today made a commitment of $20 to the Mazenkowski Alberta Heart Institute? That's what we're asking you to consider today. If you're listening from outside the city of Edmonton, we've set up a toll-free number for you, 1-866-407-407 twenty two eleven. In recognizing the importance of the Maz as it's known around town to Edmontonians, we also recognize the fact that patients from across the central and northern Alberta, as well as into neighboring provinces and territories are also able to take advantage of the excellent care here. And we know that that, of course, reiterates the importance of even establishing simple, something as simple as an out-of-area toll-free number. If you're listening from a rural community today, we invite you to call in and make a commitment as well. one 866 407 I've got an impromptu visitor here at the table. Somebody is this is this Greg Convery I have on the phone with me? Greg, are you there? No. Okay, we're still waiting for a call from Greg Convery, a good friend of mine. Nicole Merrifield in the house. Nicole, uh, I know that you live and breathe this facility, this location and the great work that you do with the University Hospital Foundation. Why is today such a big day here at the Mazenkowski Institute?
3: Yeah, it's our pleasure to be here with you and thank you so much to 630 Ched for uh, giving us this day. So the University Hospital Foundation is so proud to be the foundation for the Mazenkowski Alberta Heart Institute. We helped build the Maz. Our community came together, raised over 65 million dollars. So when this building was actually built, one in four dollars came from the community itself and the community support has really continued Um, Edmontonians and Albertans have contributed over 70 million dollars to this facility and heart pledge day is such an important part of that not only the dollars raised today, but the awareness, the opportunity for people to hear from the staff, the doctors, the researchers, the patients about how important this institution is.
1: It's, it's one of those things, I was just talking to Daniel Stillwell, a colleague of mm-hmm. mine, and I, and, I, and I know that his family probably wishes that they didn't know this place so well. It's one of those situations where where somebody will, will maybe not even know, how, how would I drive to the mass, where would I park, I'm not too familiar with the area, and then the next thing you know, life throws you a curveball, and it's the most important place you could ever possibly be.
3: That is so true. We all know somebody. We all have someone in our family who's been impacted by a cardiac condition. Um, and the MAS, I think what's really phenomenal about the MAS is they have done surgery on babies who haven't even been born yet. So from in vitro right to people in their 80s and 90s who are receiving care here. And it's not only that, it's the full spectrum of care. It's from diagnosis, community work, right through to that surgical support, rehabilitation, getting people back into the community faster. So it's the innovation, it's the full spectrum of care. There is work happening, and and I know your listeners are gonna hear throughout the day from doctors and researchers who are doing work here that is truly changing the way cardiac care is delivered around the world
1: something like that. I mean, you talk about in vitro open heart surgery just absolutely blows my mind. I mean, it, it's, it's it's hard to imagine the skill uh, that a surgeon would have to have a surgical team as well. And I, and I suppose, I mean, I know that a lot of the funding gets earmarked towards specific things, but generally mm-hmm. speaking, there's a quality and a caliber of care that has to be maintained here, quite frankly, be, because there's the need for that care.
3: That's correct. Yeah. And, and what the University Hospital Foundation is focused focused on is that second level of care. So we're not just talking about the basic level of care that everybody needs. We're talking about innovation and excellence. What the foundation and our community supporters are funding is research, is things that have literally never been done before, is changing the way cardiac care is done. So we help to bring some of the best cardiac practitioners in the world to Edmonton. We support their research. We support those advanced um, facilities and technologies that otherwise really wouldn't be available to Edmontonians and Albertans. A great example of that, I know Michelle touched on it um, this morning, is the minimally invasive surgery. So where it used to be that you would literally crack someone's chest open to repair their heart they're now able to go through a vein in that person's leg go up to their heart make the repair and come back out. Now, I'm no doctor. I, I'm not claiming to know a lot about it. But just the understanding of the lack of time people are spending in hospital, the lack of complications, the fact they're getting that surgery and going home. is just phenomenal.
1: I was going to say the lack of complications and, and, and the uh, the shortening of that window of recovery time as well. My grandma had a heart surgery that, that, that ultimately went sideways, not mm-hmm. in this city. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our family, to us, that reiterated the understanding of the importance of being able to simplify Uh, some of these surgeries and there's no surgery more serious than when you're getting into somebody's ticker, as we call it, the heart.
3: Oh, and, and there's nothing more personal. I think, I think that's what it is. It's people who are passionate about the mass. We use the hashtag, I heart my mass, because people genuinely love this place. The staff love working here. The patients are so grateful for the care they receive, regardless of the outcome, because they know it's the best care in the world. And the families, people like Daniel and Sarah that you talked to earlier, they have such a passion for the mass because they understand it's not just the care, it's the human element. It's the touching extra bits that people provide
1: I just had a, a donor sheet put in front of me the, these sheets of course are used to record the donations that are made and I was reading through and I say no I, I said I see the Institute name on here but where's the donor name exactly. I see the Institute <laughs> but where's the donor name and then I realized no indeed it was Don Mazenkowski that just called in uh, to make a sizable donation a thousand dollar commitment to the Institute mm-hmm. that bears his name our thanks to Don Mazenkowski for participating in the donations today
3: and I have to to say, Mr. Mazankowski is a phenomenal supporter of Edmonton and of this institution. That $1,000 re- really represents the commitment that he's made to this site, and we're so very grateful.
1: If somebody's feeling prompted right now to match what Mr. Mazinkowski's just done, you can do that by calling 780- 407-2200. You can visit heartpledgeday.ca, and if you're calling from outside the Edmonton area, the toll-free <laughs> number, 1-866-407- 2211. We've got another powerful story coming right up. We'll talk to Elizabeth Walton, But first, here are the headlines.
0: Live from the Mazinkowski Alberta Heart Institute, you're listening to 630 Chad Heart Pledge Day. Proudly presented by Durabilt Windows and Doors. To donate, please call 780-407-2200 or visit 630ched.com. Ryan
1: Jesperson here live from front reception at the Mazinkowski Alberta Heart Institute talked to Daniel Stillwell, a colleague here at 630 Ched to kick off the show this morning the story uh, that his family tells ultimately obviously a heartbreaker for them but a powerful one the care that Daniel's mom received here at the Mazinkowski it's a story that moved all of us as he told it here showing great strength and great courage as the family made their way out toward the elevator Daniel's father donald stopped by the table to quickly and quietly though i'll make sure it's not so quiet anymore make a donation of a thousand dollars to the Mazenkowski, recognizing the important role that it played not just in their family's story but in the story of others as well i see more red paper hearts Going up on the Rosenode Transport Heart wall right now. These hearts represent the donations that have been made. Laura S. Thank you for that hundred dollars. Doreen, thank you for that three hundred dollars. Gary, thank you for the hundred dollars. A hundred dollars as well from June and Dan W and Diana G. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The number seven eight zero four zero seven twenty two hundred. Means a lot to get a tweet. The hashtag IHeartMyMaz from Kendall Barber. You know that name. She and her sister Justine co-founded Poppy Barley Shoes. Kendall says, keep talking, Ched. Keep talking, Jesperson. The Maz saved my dad's life forever in my heart. Kendall has hashtagged IHeartMyMaz. Thanks for tuning in, Kendall. It's my pleasure to say hello to a new friend, Elizabeth Walton. You just took the biggest breath I've ever seen. Why are deep breaths so important to you right now?
4: It keeps us calm.
1: Yeah. You're here to tell the story of your dad. And I can tell right away that Mm -hmm. it's a story of great meaning. You know, it's okay to show emotion on this show. Not just on Heart Pledge Day. We're all about wearing our heart on our sleeve. We're all about being passionate. Why are you such a passionate supporter of the Maz?
4: Oh dear, Um, I'm a daddy's girl, and life is just not the same without your dad, and I'm so proud that, oh my goodness, I'm so proud that the Maz is here, and the doctors and the team that worked with him through... um, You know through from his diagnosis through to you know all the different procedures he had right on to his pacemaker um the team was amazing for him they were amazing even for us as a family i'm i have to admit that i'm not really great in hospitals or with medical um, procedures and such, but they did such a great job at putting us at ease and answering our questions and never making us feel like we had a silly question. It was everything was a was an important question, and they really took the time to answer them. And I am so thankful for that.
1: Well, you you might not be super familiar with or comfortable in hospitals, but you know more, I'm sure, about atrial flutters than I do. Uh, back in 2011, that's what your father Dan was diagnosed what's an atrial flutter
4: it's a um i don't know if i'm really the the right person to answer this but it's an irregular heartbeat um it posed some pretty interesting problems for him my dad he's always really an active guy he he um loved to be outdoors we have a we have a property boat northwest of the city by a couple hours and um he spends so many weekends out there and hiking and, you know, doing all sorts of activities outside and, and through this irregular heartbeat it, um, it, it forced him to not be able to do a lot of those activities. And um, it was a really hard time, he, you know, he, he sort of had to become sedentary and not by choice. And, um, and
1: he, a young guy.
4: Yeah, I would say so.
1: Well, a lot of years left to be yeah. hiking and, and being active, yeah. and, and this is this is kind of like uh, you know being chained to the
4: fence post, so to speak. <laughs> yes, that's a really good way to put it, for sure. And he was, you know, I mean, he took it in stride. He's my dad. He's very he's very patient. He's very laid back, and and. Um, um, he he understands how the heart works. He's a retired biology teacher, so he he knows the ins and outs and the workings of the heart very very well. So he he really did take it in stride. Um, so I'm I'm really like I'm proud to say that he he's just like well this is this is what it is and this is what we have to do and. He's a he was a great patient. <laughs> so
1: so he may have he may have slowed down now a, a little bit uh, for obvious reasons, the limitations that mm-hmm. that uh, you know the universe has put in front of him but after seeing doctors here at the mass and your dad was given a pacemaker what, mm-hmm. what what sort of an impact has that had is it has it gotten him back into the game a little bit has it impacted his attitude has it impacted his 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 spirit
4: yes um he is uh he's really really happy to have his pacemaker i mean we're all very happy for that too um I, uh, I I do notice that he you know my mom and him they they want to get back into traveling and they he wants to be able to go out and fish and he likes hunting and and just to get kind of get back to his normal activities and um, He's really enjoying that. Yeah, and I, I like to, you know, when I see him, I come up and I give him a hug and I say, Daddy, how's your ticker? And yes, I'm a 30-year-old girl who still calls him Daddy.
1: Hey, I would
3: too.
1: <laughs> What's this T-shirt all about that you're wearing? There's a big red heart in the middle with with what looks like an EKG readout, and then it's the, it has the hashtag your heart my beat what's your heart my beat
4: this was an event that i um i sort of dreamed up um i'm a runner and i do a lot of running i'm i'm part of orange theory fitness and um i do a lot of running races around the city um you know many of them fundraisers for for different for different um groups and um I, I dreamed this up one day when I was on the treadmill at Orange Theory in my sort of meditation time on there and um, I just wanted to do an event where I could give back to the Maz and sort of recognize you know the, the hard work that they put in for, for my family but also for so many other families and, um, and I thought well why not do something do a running event. And I wanted it to be a little bit different. Um, my favorite part about races is the starting line and the finishing line because you have all the love and the support from, from people cheering you on, and um, and so I thought, well, why not do it on the treadmills at Orange Theory? And I I talked to, the um, the management and the trainers at Orange Theory Fitness at Strathcona, and they said, yeah, let's do this. And so we had our first uh, Your Heart My Beat run. Uh, last November, and it was you it raised, was a lot of fun. You raised
1: more than a thousand bucks in in your first get go.
4: Yeah, for, for only being on the runner side, not on the organizer side, I was pretty proud of that.
1: Are you going to be doing it again this year?
4: We're thinking about it. Yeah, it's it's in the talks. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, you, you keep us posted, and we'll be happy to let our listening audience know if that's something you decide to do again. Thank you. Uh, what if there was one takeaway? If there was one thing that you wanted our friends that are tuned in right now. To leave this interview remembering what would it be
4: take care of your ticker <laughs> um, just really you know know that you have the Maz here in Edmonton and and that you know they have a lot of support and but there's always more that needs that they need and um, you never know when you might need them and you know, in the back of our minds, knowing that they're here, and the, the teams of, of doctors and nurses and, and, you know, everybody from, like, one end of the spectrum to the other who works here, um, they, uh, they're really amazing, and we are so proud to have them here, and um, they need every, every bit of help they can get to keep going and, and keep getting better and better every day, to keep us getting better and better every day.
1: Elizabeth Walton, thanks for hanging out with us today. Thank you very much. It's been a great pleasure to speak with you.
4: It was a pleasure. Thank you.
1: If you're moved by Elizabeth's story, the story of her father, Dan, who's keeping on rolling with that pacemaker, you can call in right now to 780-407-2200. That's what Lindsay and June and Diane just did. It's what Gwen just did and, and Thomas and Anne. Thank you for your support. Your hearts are up. At the Rose Transport Heart Wall, uh, walking past that heart wall as we speak, a family just walked by, uh, an army of support. I couldn't tell which one was the patient, or maybe they just here to visit one, pulling a little day bag behind them. Uh, Looked like a son walking his mom past about five minutes ago in a wheelchair. We're seeing Edmontonians. We're seeing Albertans walk past us. It's reiterating the importance of this place minute after minute after minute. HeartPledgeDay.ca is the website for 630 Ched Heart Pledge Day. When we come back, we're going to meet Greg Convery. He's going to tell his personal story, his journey, his health journey involving his heart started when he was the ripe old age of 18. Greg Convery coming right up here on Ched.
0: This is 630 Chad Heart Pledge Day. Proudly presented by Durabilt Windows and Doors. Call now, 780-407-2200 or visit 630CHED.com.
1: Ryan Jesperson down here at the Mazenkowski. They're walking past me, one of those big double strollers. It's a mom with a, a little baby, a big suitcase. You wonder who she's just been visiting. I see another family walking past me, a little... Toddler, hand-in-hand hand with mom, grandma and grandpa walking behind them. These are Albertans, these are Edmontonians whose lives, at least right now, especially this morning, are centered right here at the place they call the Maz. This hour of 630 Chet Hart Pledge Day is sponsored by our friends at First Truck Center Edmonton. Looking forward to chatting with Greg Convery, who's joining me over the phone this morning. Greg, how are you?
5: I'm doing just fine. Thank
1: you. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, Greg, we we know, and it's been reiterating itself again and again throughout this morning's broadcast, that everybody's story is different here at the MAZ. Yours, I guess, your journey involving your heart started when you were just 18
5: years old. What what, what was the diagnosis? Um, So when I was 18, I was uh, diagnosed with uh, cardiomyopathy. Um, it was actually a, a genetic disease. My my father uh, also had uh, a similar diagnosis. Um, with that, the the heart actually begins to enlarge and uh, and loses its uh, ability to to pump blood throughout the body, uh, which which ends up giving you a a lot of problems, including uh, fatigue, and uh, and unfortunately, in my father's case, uh, eventually uh, results in in death, which I can tell you that uh, I'm glad to be here today after a heart transplant, because without the the Mazinkowski, I I certainly would not have have been here based on uh, where I was uh, just a year ago, uh, coming up here on March 17th, in fact.
1: March 17th, that's your anniversary.
5: It is.
1: It is. Wow. You know, I was I was taking a look at, at some numbers here, Greg, and it's it's absolutely outstanding. You know, in last year here at the Mazankowski, well, get this: in in, in the 2014-2015 recording year, they did more than 1,500 open heart surgeries, including 70 transplants. 20 of those were heart transplants. It doesn't get any more major than a heart transplant, does it? It's
5: doesn't um, I know uh, quite a few of the, the patients who who underwent uh, heart transplants uh, early last year and uh, and I can I can tell you that the Mazinkowski is uh, quite an amazing place in terms of being able to to make sure that they uh, that they see that, that that your surgery has has gone s- uh, gone smoothly, but but also that uh, that your recovery goes uh, as quickly as as uh, as it can, and. Being such a, a major surgery, there were uh, quite a, a few folks that uh, were there at the same time as me that uh, that, that had a lot of a uh, lot of difficulties and uh, and were able to, to pull through, which is uh, quite a testament to the the, the staff, uh, both the, the nurses and the doctors at the Mazinkowski.
1: To say the to say the least. Well, Greg, as we approach the the one year anniversary of your heart transplant, I'd like to ask you what the journey's been like over the last twelve months. That's where we'll go right after this quick break. Back with Greg Convery on. Heart Heart Pledge Day here on 6:30.
0: Chad live from the Mazenkowski Alberta Heart Institute. You're listening to 6:30. Chad Heart Pledge Day proudly presented by DuraBuilt Windows and Doors. To donate, please call 780-407-2200 or visit 630chad.com.
1: Ryan Jesperson, live at the Mazinkowski in conversation with Greg Convery, whose one-year anniversary following a heart transplant is coming right up on March 17th. Greg, we're talking about the importance of the Maz, and and a story like yours certainly reiterates that. What would we maybe not realize about the first year of recovery after receiving a new heart? What has this
5: year been like for you? Um, Well, this year really has been amazing for me. I, I can tell you that the uh, uh, the recovery at the at the Mazankowski, uh, the, the, the the staff there were were amazing in terms of being able to uh, to really encourage you to uh, to, to push yourself as, as hard as possible to to make your recovery uh, go quickly. Um, you can imagine that uh, after open heart surgery, it's uh, it's one of these things that uh, you think that you you need a long time for. recovery. Recovery, but uh, they had me down in the gym about two days after I got out of uh, ICU. What? Uh, already starting to, to get on the treadmill and uh, and trying to do 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 some exercises. It was it was uh, it wasn't something that I had uh, expected, but uh, I can tell you that uh, that that early uh, conditioning was was something that, uh, that that really got me on the road uh, very quickly, and I'm quite quite grateful for that.
1: Just absolutely amazing. Two days after your release from ICU. Well, Greg, now, at, as I understand it, 51 years of age, a new lease on life. I want to thank you for joining us today and wish you all the best moving forward.
5: Ryan, thank you very much
1: for having me on. That's Greg Convery, just one of the many success stories here. HeartPledgeDay.ca is where you can visit for information. 780-407-2200. We've got a very interesting and, and I'm sure compelling 10 o'clock hour ahead, but first we'll get to the headlines.